You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Well, I'm I'm good to go. Uh, I'm always ready to go. And folks, that's exactly how we are around here. Welcome to Geeky Show Ever, episode 191. And you hear the mellifluous tones of Mr. Mike McPeak there. How you doing this week, Mike? Uh, awesome. You know, I, I just like hear, I, you know, I don't, everybody who listens to their own voice thinks they sound terrible. And I guess I don't hear what you guys hear, but if you think it's fun, uh, good, hey, I'll run with it. So I'm, I'll live with that. It's better to run with it than have the runs. Remember that. All right. So. You know, we started out with going and yeah, we've, okay, we're off to a roaring start here. So. It is a roaring start. Folks, and it will just be Mike and I this week. Uh, Mr. Greentree has, you know, he's, again, he's put his family ahead of uh, Mike and I for some strange reason. God only knows why, but anyway, he may jump in. You never know. He he has an odd, odd habit of doing that occasionally. He just has odd habits. This is true. I did tell him that I wasn't sure if we could actually have the show tonight because without him to abuse, it kind of takes something away from the show. Uh, not really. We'll just abuse him in the in the abstentia. Ah, there we go. We'll abstentia abuse him. Abuse the symptom. <laughs> okay, that's going to get to. That's going to end up in a bad way real quick. <laughs> yeah, you're tap dancing through a minefield there, dude. I, yeah, I think so. I'm tap dancing to a hell of a minefield, if you want to be honest. <laughs> uh, but we will start off with our ever-famous weather report. Take yes. it away, Mr. McPeak. Well, according to the weather station that currently resides 15 feet above me here, well, maybe actually it's 25 down here in the basement. Anyway, it says we have we are 48 degrees here, and we had a high of 65. And it, Yeah, it was a lovely day. I mean, Molly and I went out for a walk today, and, um, and I was... Uh, uh, I don't take her out as much as I do as I used to this summer because once school has started, I find that I don't like to go out and walk as much because I do a lot of walking at work because it's like walk to a classroom, walk around, clean inside of it, and then walk around do other things. Whereas in the summertime, we're doing more project-based stuff. So I walk to someplace, and I stand and work on something for a while. So my feet don't bother me. I'm more inclined to go for a walk. But anyway, so Molly and I did go out for a walk this afternoon, a nice long walk, probably about an hour. Uh, I also had the added... Um, um, incentive of listening to an audio book while I was doing it. I'm listening to the, the fourth book of the Hyperion series, which is only about 30 hours long. So I'm trying, <laughs> yeah, and this is the, like I say, this is the fourth book. The last one was 25 hours, and I think I read the first two, but yeah, so it's a long series. It's, it's finally, it's one of those books or series of books it takes a while to build to. And we've covered the first two on Sci Fi Tech Talk. And I'm hoping at some later date uh, we'll do it, uh, uh, the second two books. It may just be Jeff and I because he, it, it's one of those. It's a series that there's a lot of building going on, and so the first book was a lot of character building, a lot of development, and it gets pretty dry for some people. And he just, you know, and he freely admits that he just he got as far as he could and then he quit. But if you get over the hump and you keep going, uh, it's an awesome book. And it was the same way with the second two books. The uh, uh, first one, you know, is 25 hours of uh, story developing and characters, and you know, uh, getting all your chess pieces in place. And now this, the second book is picking up steam here, and you know, and there's lots of things in play, and it's interesting. But so, um, yeah, like I say, it was a, a good, uh, a good thing for me to go out. Uh, uh, 
yesterday and today and, and take Molly for a walk and listen to my book and soak up some sunshine because knowing South Dakota, this will not last long. If we go for a walk, it'll be with layers of clothing on and it probably won't be for no hour because either the dog, me, or both will get cold and decide that we're going to wimp out and go home because our feet are probably frozen. But, yeah, we're enjoying it while we can. And this is uh, middle of November and still shirt sleeve weather yet. So we're going, yay, awesome. Yeah, it was actually fairly warm today here. It's currently 46 degrees here at about 16 and a half feet <laughs> above my head. So we'll get precise here with this sort of shit. But, sure. uh, but uh, yeah, it, it was nice here today. It was up in the 60s. Uh, I think it probably got up to about 67, if I remember correctly. I can't remember. I didn't go out much. The only thing I did was outside was I walked outside for a little while to uh, get my hair cut. So that was that was the extent of my outdoor experience. But it was so warm today, I actually considered going on out and putting up my, wait for it, outdoor Christmas decorations. Wow, I'm surprised. Who'd ever think you'd do anything like that? Was there enough sarcasm in that one? No, not quite. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually, uh, we still may have to mow the yard one more time, so I can't do everything because I can't run extension cords across the grass if we're still going to have to mow one more time. I just make it interesting pulling, uh, you know, and leave them plugged in while you do it just to make things real interesting. No, not <laughs> that interesting. I've had that experience. No, thank you. <laughs> okay. I've sucked lots of things into a lawnmower. I even sucked a rug in there once. Actually, there was a piece of carpeting mowing at the school, and they have these uh, strips of carpet they would lay across the rubberized track for the football players to walk with their cleats so they wouldn't tear up the, the rubber on there. And I got a little too close to one and sucked in a string, and boy, did it suck that thing in. I had to get, uh, I almost had to get the chainsaw out to cut that stuff to get it out of there. And I was saying non-school safe words. Thank goodness I was out where nobody could mostly hear me. Well, my closest thing to that was a, uh, a pair of electric hedge trimmers and an unfortunate placement of an extension cord while I was trimming the hedge. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was a slightly shocking experience, not a huge one. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've done lots of things with electrical cords. I haven't, uh, I'm trying to think, I don't think I give myself a shock that way. I've gotten a couple shocks. Um, one, I think I was reaching into something when I was working out to the potato chip plant uh, and took a shock there. And then once when I was about, I don't know, 16, we'd gotten this old um, black and white television from a neighbor. And that was back in the days when your picture would roll. You had your vertical and your horizontal, uh, yeah. uh, controls on them. And so this one, it was something, but when it got so warm, it would just start the picture would start rolling on you. So I'm, I've got the back off and I'm trying to fiddle with things. I didn't watch real close where I put my hand and I must've hit one of those, uh, uh, capacitors or something because boy, did I get a, a shock. It, uh, you know, it, it's done a good jolt up my arm there. So I've taken a couple of shocks, but nothing quite that way. Well, I think probably the, I've taken the several shocks, I'll put it that way. I've, I don't know if I've mentioned, for some reason when I was younger, we had a double-ended extension cord that had prongs on both ends. And it was plugged into the wall and it was laying there on the floor, you know. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, I'm nine years old. I have, an I have an extension cord and a metal coat hanger. Hmm. Look, there's holes in the ends of the plugs. What happens if I feed the coat hanger through? Suddenly the whole house goes dark, and I, I scream and the whole house goes dark. It's like, oh, and that hurt. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I've okay. Done, I've done things like that. Then there was the the time that I was putting up the Christmas lights in uh, when I was still living at home in Clark Griswold fashion, except I had them plugged in while I was putting them up. And oh I yeah, because you need to add that level of difficulty. Yes. Well, it made it easier to see. So I was up there and I had the uh, the staple gun. And I'm sitting here. Damn it! I can't get this staple to go in. So I finally got it. And I had staple gun pointed not quite right on where it needed to be. It went through the cord. My mother, all she heard was some very foul language and saw a shower of sparks come down in front of the front window of the house. Okay. Uh, I've never done that. I, I have blown up an electric motor. Um, um, when I After I graduated high school, I went to Votech for ag production. And there, one of the things you had to do is take a motor and uh, wire it up and make it work. And most of them had the, the wiring diagram on it. This one didn't. And the instructor said, well, you, you know, just you know, try it and see what happens. So I said, hey, does this look right? He said, well, plug it in. Let's find out. I blew up those capacitors. It sounded like a shotgun going off. And you took the motor apart and it blown the capacitor all the bits because it looked like a mouse had built a nest in there. So, it, uh, it, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Um, and uh, I always liked it when uh, I was working at the potato chip plant. We would take uh, electric stuff over to uh, – I don't know how familiar people are with uh, around in the Midwest here. We have what we call Hutterite colonies, which is uh, kind of a, a Christian religious sect that believes in communal living and um, similar to the know, Amish in some ways. Modern Amish, basically. I mean, the, the, the Hutterites have embraced technology and you know all that stuff. So we would take electric motors over there for them to be worked on, and I would watch the guy. He'd take the capacitor out, and he would uh, you know neutralize the capacitor by just taking an insulated screwdriver and laying it across the two poles and watch the zap. And I'm going, okay, that's you know, I don't. Th- I could only do that once. Maybe after that, I would just get too. I guess maybe if you do it all the time, you'd get used to it, but I don't know. It looked a little shocking. <laughs> well, I, uh, I think probably uh, one of the interesting... I went to Votech, too, when I was in high school, and uh, I was studying drafting, because back then, folks, we didn't use computers to do drawings. <laughs> we actually had pencils and T-squares and triangles and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, the electronics classroom was next door to us and at that certain time of the year in the fall when the crickets come out you would hear the howl of laughter as they would capture crickets put them on the workbench (laughs) and then run electricity at varying voltages through these crickets you know you know it's the i blew up in my face you know or they just cook them right there on the bench (laughs) okay um on one hand, that's funny. On the other hand, that's terrifyingly um, brutal. <laughs> yeah, they did it. They, I, I will admit they did all this before the teacher got in the classroom. I would hope so. The teacher didn't uh, condone it. They had to stop. They they usually had a lookout. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I just, you know, there wasn't, hopefully there's was no Jeffrey Dahmers that came out of that uh, group of students or anything like that. No, most of them were too busy with uh, other pharmacological experiments to really do any damage. Far out, dude. <laughs> yeah, these are the guys that walked into class somewhat wasted. <laughs> and then let's play with electricity. Ah, oh, there's a combination. Yeah, it was, it was, they, these were. There was one guy in my drafting class that was the same way. We had a like a twenty, maybe twenty five minute bus ride from from our high school to the vocational school, 
and they would sit in the back of the bus and get wasted on the way down. <laughs> okay. So, right. you know, it was it was the 70s, folks. <laughs> yes, that says a lot. 70s, 80s, yeah. And it was a small town, you know, there wasn't a lot to do. Lots of farmland, lots of places to grow things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and you see, I was kind of exposed to that. Um, well, my my dad was on the uh, the township, the county, and the state weed board, so he would go around and keep an eye on weeds. And his big thing was leafy spurge, but we'd go out there, and he would be looking for stuff, and we'd wander around. And that's how I knew what marijuana looked like. Um, and so he saw some of those, and, it, you know, he came out and had them, uh, you know, sprayed or, you know, taken care of or whatever. So, I mean, I'm familiar with the stuff. I've seen it up close and personal. Never inhaled it. And no, I'm not doing a Bill Clinton here, people. No, I never really <laughs> inhaled. Um, well, you know, it was funny back back in those days. Uh, we they also had a smoking court for students in the high school. It was oh. out. It was outside. There were two of them, and they were between some of the main buildings on campus. And uh, more than once, I passed by the smoking court, which. I couldn't stand the smell of that. I would walk in the rain and the mud to avoid the smell of that place because it was pretty rancid with wet, you know, old cigarettes, mm. you know, a nasty mm. smell. But there would be that occasional different odor that would come out of the smoking court. It's like, really? You're that brave and you want to? <laughs> well, you know, there's even, you know, nowadays there's like a zero tolerance policy for tobacco in school, but I'm cleaning out the boys' bathrooms and. Uh, I will admit that I spent about, what, uh, I suppose 25 years, I should do the math, figure it out sometime. I spent 25 years doing trueless tobacco, um, you know, which, and I will admit, too, that's why I, my, the top teeth are not my own, because it did the number on them. But, uh, so I, I know this stuff, and I can recognize it, and I walk into the bathroom there, and I should really, I sort of... Um, and he knew I was kidding, too, walked up to the principal and said, hey, could you uh, at least tell the boys when they're dipping snuff to do it over the trash can so I don't eat, have to sweep the stuff up off the floors? But, I mean, I can see the evidence of it. Some of them are even stupid enough to throw their cans away in the uh, trash cans, and they see them go by as, as they dump. So, you know, it's just maybe a different thing, And but it, kids are probably still as stupid then as they are now. So. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, because there wasn't the the uh, tobacco was tolerated. It was separated, right. but it was tolerated. I mean, because I can remember kids walking around with, you know, either chewing uh, chewing tobacco or snuff or, you know, whatever, you know, uh, a skull. That's what they used to dip with skull mm. all the time. So I mean, there there were enough of my friends that used to have the little white ring on the back of their jeans because they carried a can of skull all the time. Right. So. Well, See around here, real men chewed Copenhagen. Um, okay, sarcasm tag there, people. But um, you know, and yeah, that was I. You know, I chewed that stuff until it got too expensive, and they started coming out with you know, uh, um, no name brands or something like that, or off brands or whatever. But I mean, you know, it did get expensive. But you know, yeah, you know, you said tobacco, or yeah, tobacco was tolerated in school. Uh, our project, I I think for next summer, if we can arrange the the money and everything, is to go and replace the ceiling tiles in the uh, commons area at school because it was built in 1968 and you could still smoke in the school. I don't know when they were, uh, you know, at least at sporting events or whatever, they could go out in the commons and smoke. Uh, and now they have to go outside and do it, but they would do it in the commons there. And there's some of those ceiling tiles that. Uh, We've had to replace a few over the years, so you can see the white ones and you can see the, uh, yellow. the yellow ones. Yes, 
And I'm pretty sure there's enough nicotine in those tiles that we could, you know, probably uh, spray a couple fields and, you know, knock out the bugs or something. I'm sure it's <laughs> going to be interesting. But So that's going to be our big project is to take all those tiles down and replace them. And on one hand, I'm looking forward to making the place bit, look better. But, man, there's going to be a lot of tiles. I think I counted about 400-some tiles that we're going to have to take out. If it was just taking them out and putting them back in, that wouldn't be so bad. But you got to cut and splice and uh, or, you know, uh, put fixtures back in so it's yeah. going to be mildly interesting yeah no i've done that myself uh, it's not something that i enjoy but no has to be done um but anyway back to with the, our weather report took yeah. us down that road folks. <laughs> <laughs> well and then you swerved into one that what was going to be our first topic and then we swerved out again but christmas decorations we know how you how you love such uh yeah. things yeah and Yesterday, I dropped about $120 on some new outdoor decorations. <laughs> yeah, I've dropped money on things, too. We all have our weaknesses. You know, I'm the gadget guy. You're Mr. Christmas. And uh, and uh, now, if what you need to do is figure out some way to combine USB drives and Christmas decorations. Maybe you have a giant USB drive outside or something yeah. that lights up. It's in the works. Um, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? No, actually what I bought was um, I have a little moving light show that goes around the sidewalk leading up to my house from the driveway. And the lights that I've been using for the last, I don't know, seven, eight years are starting. They they still work, but some of them have started to turn a little yellow because they're all white. The top of it, it looks like a giant light bulb, uh, Christmas light bulb, I should say. And they're white and they're translucent and they change colors and they run up and down the sidewalk, you know, in patterns and stuff like that. Well, they, you know, they're getting some age on them. One set actually quit working, but I still had enough to do what I needed to do. And, uh, so I was in Lowe's the other day, uh, local home improvement, well, not local, they're a national chain. I shouldn't say local, uh, my preferred chain, if I'm going to go in a chain store and, uh, they had these new led ones. Mm. So they they were they were begging to be bought. Oh uh, yes, well, and I know what you mean because I I bought my first set of LEDs uh, just a couple weeks ago. We put a uh, uh, we're we're trying to well we take Molly outside for her to do her business. We kind of want to make sure you know we light it up at night so we can see. So we had a, a light in the E that pointed down, but I decided we need a couple of spotlights to put out there to light up the whole yard. And so we bought, uh, we was in there looking and there was a couple of LED lights. So we got uh, floodlights. So we got them and put them up and they're quite bright. They're quite white. I'm kind of, you know, impressed with them. And we'll see that because this is my first excursion into LED light bulbs. I mean, we got LEDs and, you know, probably watches and lots of things around here, but this is my first LED light bulb. So we'll see how they work and uh, how they do outside and everything. So I'm kind of interested to see, you know, how well they light up. Now I was thinking for Christmas decorations, that would be just the thing because they're small, they're compact, and they'd probably last forever. And Kevin's got a, uh, is that one of those things that you touch and because your video is a little must be low res tonight i can see it lighting up and doing things is that one of those things that you touch and oh you're muted it's it's just a little uh thing that spins around and shows led lights okay all right because like i say your your video is uh must be low res tonight uh to conserve bandwidth or something 
Yeah, you're you're a bit you're a little bit pixelated there too, but not so bad okay. that I can't see you. But uh, well, you know, I've switched uh, both of the big Christmas trees and two of the small trees are all LED lights anyway. So we've we've switched over to that a couple of years ago because um, we got pissed off when one of the Christmas trees uh, was what we it was a pre lit tree. And the lights went bad on it. It was like, oh. <laughs> you know, so we cut all the lights off of it, just cut the cord and pulled all the lights off. And then I happened to go up to Lowe's again, and they had the C7 size bulb. I don't know if you know the differences in Christmas light bulbs. The big no. outdoor lights that we had when we were kids are C9s. Okay. C7s are like nightlight size bulbs from when we were kids, you know. All right. Like you put in a candle that sat in your window or something like that. And yep. those were the size lights that I was used to on a Christmas tree growing up. The ones that if you, oh, isn't that a pretty color? Touch it and burn the shit out of your head. <laughs> you remember those, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't touch it. Ow! <laughs> yeah, so, but we bought, I bought those in LED, and that's what we've been using for the last few years on the uh, tree. It looks, it's really nice. It's kind of nostalgic for me to have the big lights on the Christmas tree again. Um but then this year I'm doing the tree in a different theme. Uh, we're cha- we haven't changed the theme of the tree for a few years, so I'm going to change it. So I had to go out and buy all blue Christmas lights. So uh, we're have blue and clear lights on the tree this year. So be okay. something be something a bit different. And uh, but we're already planning our outdoor decorations. Like I said, I bought those new lights that are going to run up and down the sidewalk, um, and then I'll have to put the lights on the bushes. I need to replace them with LEDs. They're about the only ones that I haven't replaced in the outdoor stuff. And then I have to put my lights around the deck out back and and all that. So I like to light up the outside. And then we have icicle lights that hang in the windows. And then we have candle sets we put in the windows. We have light bulbs in our house. <laughs> in, yeah, the, I, I, I won't say I'm a Scrooge, but I just can't get into the decorating thing it's just you put it up and you got to take it down i guess what i'm waiting for is like holographic christmas trees where you just go take it out there plop this base down plug it in all of a sudden your christmas tree just shoots up out of it you know you know it's just all projected light but you you know it'd be all decorated be all done so it'd take you like all of maybe two minutes to to do it that's the kind of thing i could get behind yeah no i understand i understand no i i i enjoy it I mean, I collect, I think I've mentioned on here, I collect Hallmark Christmas ornaments. I have probably, I don't know, three, maybe 400 of them. And I have different collections, different groups. Uh, I was going to ask you, are you going to get the uh, the Star Trek ones? Because uh, there was a little kerfuffle over, they had the one where the scene from uh, The Wrath of Khan, where Spock is dying of radiation poisoning there. They made that into a Christmas ornament. I don't think I've seen those. I'll have to look. I have, I mean, I have different ones. I have, I'm a train nut. We've established that. I have the whole Lionel series of uh, miniature trains, and I actually have a separate Christmas tree that's a wireframe Christmas tree that those hang on. So, um, and that's more like a centerpiece type of decoration. Um, Because I have like 35, 40 of those. I can't remember. Uh, I have different, I have the aviation series. I have some of the sports series. Um, 
I don't know. We've got a bunch of different, and we buy. Oh, we have all the Christmas Vacation ones, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We have, and those light up and talk and do different things. You know, uh, like they have the one recently was uh, uh, the RV from Christmas Vacation, and you push on it, and it it plays a little music. Said that there's an RV, Clark. Doesn't it look so <laughs> nice sitting in the driveway? <laughs> and then, well, of course, you, you got to have one of those. So. Yeah, we have the house where Clark's standing in front of it, plugging the lights together, and they come on and sings hallelujah. So, uh, but we have all that that whole collection. So uh, we have we have a lot of ornaments. We have a, a crap ton. Then we have stuff that that I made as a kid. We have stuff my wife's made over the years. Stuff that family members and friends have made and given us. I even still have some ornaments from when uh, I was a kid. Uh, they're real fragile, so we're very careful with them because uh, they're you know 50, 60 years old. Uh, and then uh, I actually have the ornament from my mother's first Christmas tree back in 1927. It's an ornament there's uh, that I have that's really it's nothing fancy. It looks like a uh, a pear. I guess is the best way to describe it. It's kind of glass with a frosting on the outside that looks like a pear. Okay. She had it on her first Christmas tree and everyone since then, so I continue to use it in in, uh, in her honor, even though she doesn't really know when Christmas comes and goes much anymore, but that's okay. We still take care of things that way. But yeah, but, I'm a nut for Christmas decorations. Actually, this year I think we're going to weed out some of the decorations and I may donate them. I may donate a couple of my spare Christmas trees too. Uh, we we only we've got some. I, we do decorate once in a while. If more, uh, when my daughter is home, she'd take the time to do it. Uh, us or, with us working, yeah, not so much. But um, you know, we kind of compared it down because we didn't. Ha- uh, it takes a lot of room to store a lot of that stuff, and you must have like a, a warehouse somewhere that you. Uh, <laughs> store all this in or a a third garage or something well actually the way my house is designed there's a big closet underneath my stairs when you come in through the front door under the landing for the front door it's a closet that at that height it's about i don't know maybe three and a half four feet tall by and then it's what probably eight by eight and then it goes back under the one set of stairs and comes out towards up under the other set of stairs. So there's like, I got three Christmas, artificial Christmas trees stored under there. I've got uh, about half a dozen totes full of Christmas ornaments, big plastic 30-gallon totes, uh, probably another dozen or so boxes with different Christmas things. In it. So, yeah, I've got some storage space devoted to Christmas. And all I can think of now is making jokes about Kevin coming out of the closet. Yeah, well, that's what I do every year. <laughs> okay. Awesome. But that's only the indoor decorations are there. The outdoor decorations have their own shelf or two in the garage, <laughs> plus uh, Tubby the snowman that sits out there. He, you know, I'd take him out and sit him on the front lawn and light him up. He's LED now, too. He, when, uh, when Tubby Sr. died... Uh, he got replaced with Tubby Jr. That's now LED. <laughs> okay, I assume he must have ripped apart or something. Or uh, part of Tubby Senior's lights started to go out, and then we had a bad windstorm that ripped part of his head off. 
and it was laying there, hang, you know, it was hanging by a by one zip tie from his, you know, it was kind of macabre looking. <laughs> well, yeah, now I'm just picturing some, you know, yeah, horrible scene where the carnage and you know the children weeping and the news coverage and. <laughs> Well, we had uh, before I before myself and my neighbor fenced off our backyards. Um, I did it when the kids were younger too, so it was easier to you could put them out in the backyard, and then we only had to cover the gates. You know, <laughs> my wife and I would each take a gate; they couldn't get past us that way. You know, they could run all over the backyard, but they couldn't get past us. Otherwise, they could get into the woods and stuff, and we might lose one. So you know, we, we didn't want that. No. So. Um, but uh, before we did that, and we still have deer that come up in the neighborhood all the time, but we had deer that would come up. I used to have these little green artificial trees with lights on them that I put out in the front yard. The stupid deer ate them. <laughs> <laughs> they, Yummy. They would eat them off. Then we had, uh, one year we had a buck that kept attacking everybody's inflatables. He <laughs> he took the the Grinch from my neighbor and drug him off down the street. <laughs> On his on his uh, antlers and stuff because I don't know what the Grinch did, but apparently he pissed off this deer really bad. Uh, and suddenly, I'm having this scene from uh, the next uh, you know uh, National Lampoon's vacation uh, vacations Christmas story. It, it, exactly, it was just it, it was it was bizarre the deer, but yeah, they'd come up and eat the eat those trees off. They eventually broke one of them trying to eat the thing. My neighbor would sit there, and he'd sit there and go, why are they eating plastic? And they were plastic. They were green plastic, and these dumb things were, were trying to eat them. And they had lights on them, too. I mean, it's not like... I'm not sure. Okay. We, There's no accounting for taste. And not apparently with these deer. And they would just, you know, and then the one attack, like I said, the one stole Mr. Grinch out of my neighbor's yard and drug him down the street. Blower motor and everything. Just... <laughs> Drugs with grits down the street. So there's a joke there. I just can't quite find. I mean, beyond the obvious imagery, there's just something. Well, wait a minute. No, okay. In the story of the Grinch, no, he put dog, uh, antlers on his reindeer. Yeah, he put on antler, his, on his dog. dog. Yeah, on his dog. Yeah, there we go. On his Max. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, because okay, there's just you know Max's revenge or something like that, or or uh, Frosty takes down Mr. Grinch. Yeah, something I don't. Or know. Not not Frosty. Rudolph. Rudolph. I'm getting my Christmas characters. I need to. Maybe I do need to grow, go back and revisit some of this, just so I get my characters straight. You know, I say uh, you go on a Christmas movie watching binge. Uh I got television shows I need to be watching. No, 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 no. I think you should do an entire weekend of nothing but Christmas movies. Hmm. I know. How about somebody does uh, Christmas meets uh, Minecraft or Christmas meets uh, uh, Borderlands? There we go. I could combine the two. Hey, you know, if if that peels your nanner, I'm, I say go for it. <laughs> wow. Okay. There's some movie coming out, and I'm trying to remember what it is. It's a Christmas horror comedy that's getting ready to be released, and it's based on a Northern European character. I can't remember. I saw the ad for it the other night. And my wife Krumpus? and I both, huh? Crumpus? Yes. Okay, I think I haven't seen the movie, but I've heard I've seen the Crumpus thing kind of pop up where it's uh, Crumpus. Okay, now I got to research uh, Google here. Um, it, isn't it something Crumpus is uh, praise on little kids or? He's the one that gets after the bad kids. Um, okay. 
if you know where where Father Christmas or Santa Claus is does for the good kids, Krumpus is the one that goes after the bad kids. Okay, to quote from uh, Wikipedia here, in German-speaking Alpine folklore, Krumpus is a horned uh, antimorphic, yeah, you, you look it up, people, uh, figure. <laughs> According to traditional narratives around the figurine, Krumpus punishes children during the Christmas season who have been, uh, and it says, look at Wikipedia, I'm assuming naughty, but, uh, yeah. okay. That's the way I read it. Okay. Uh who have misbehaved in contrast with St. Nicholas, who rewards well-behaved. Um, okay. Yeah, he, he just, he needs a better agent. He just hasn't gotten the same press that Chris Kringle has. Yeah, we'll go with that. But, I, I mean, I watched, <laughs> I saw that, I went, God, I, I, I don't understand, and I know some people have the tradition uh, that go to see movies on Christmas Day. Um, but, I also would not want to go see a Christmas horror comedy. I mean, that just seems like the crossing of the streams. <laughs> it does seem a little, um, little weird. Uh, let's see, Christmas movie. Okay, Krampus movie. Here we go. Uh, okay, IMDb. Uh, a boy who has had a bad Christmas ends up accidentally summoning a Christmas demon to his family home. Yeah, I, I like I said, I saw the whole thing and I was going, "What? Wait, what? Why? Why would anybody watch this?" But I, you know, it takes well, all kinds. Didn't Tim Burton do? Was it a Nightmare Before Christmas? Yes, and I do not like that movie. It. I go to sleep every time I try to watch it. I've never watched it. I've uh, a lot of like a lot of these things. I know the meme. I just haven't seen this stuff. So, um, I just don't know what. I've never watched the movie, but you know that was supposed it's supposed to be along that vein, isn't it? Uh, well, no, it's it sort of is. It's hard to describe. It's when Halloween when Jack. Oh, I don't remember what his last name is in the movie. Oh. He, uh, he, he, uh, Jack Skellington, Skellington, King of Kristen. Yeah, King, uh, King of yeah. Halloween Town discovers Christmas Town, but doesn't quite understand the concept. Yeah. And, okay. and and one of my kids dearly loves that movie, and I was like, okay. But every time I watch it, and it's all this damn singing that drives me up a wall. <laughs> I get a headache watching that movie. The only thing that bores me worse is when I've tried to watch Gone with the Wind. I've watched Gone with the Wind uh, a long time ago. I just, Gone with the Wind, I, I just, after about 10 minutes, I said, shut up. You don't give a damn. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, Scarlet. That's the best part of that movie. <laughs> Frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. Well, I don't know. I always thought Atlanta Burning was kind of interesting. but I, you know, I know it's a classic and I know people are going to, it's just, it bores the snot out of me. I have tried. Through multiple girlfriends, I tried to watch this movie that liked it. And I would fall asleep every freaking time. And 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 my wife likes the movie. She doesn't love it. She likes it. My uh, oldest, uh, she likes it. And I was like, oh, okay, watch it. I need a nap anyway. It's just like, <laughs> I, just, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. So, but anyway, Christmas. We were talking about Christmas. Before we, before we 
go too far down another rat hole, and then I forget what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so next weekend, uh, when I when it comes time to record, I may be a bit knackered, as they say, because I'll be doing all my outdoor decorations next weekend. So since I didn't bother oh. to get off my keister this weekend and do it, oh knackered as in tired. I was thinking, um, I was thinking as in you are going to be. Uh, 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 imbibing in the Christmas eggnog while you were doing that or something. So put up a string of lights and slam down a, a cup of eggnog and then keep going. So I thought you were going to be uh, liquored up, not knackered. No, no, I'll be tired. <laughs> oh, okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, if the weather cooperates next weekend, then I'll go outside and do that because I usually like to do that the weekend before Thanksgiving. Then I start lighting up uh, the day after Thanksgiving. And plus the day after Thanksgiving is when we put up all the Christmas trees and do all the inside decorating. You mean you actually wait until after Thanksgiving to do that? What a novel concept. Yes, but I've been watching some Christmas shows and listening to some Christmas music already. <laughs> uh, okay, as long as, you, as long as you keep it in your house and you don't inflict it on other people, that is fine. Oh, so you mean the loudspeaker on the roof is not what I should be using right now? No, Kevin. Because it's my rendition of Jingle Bells. I sing it. Oh, Lord. Well, that ought to keep the deer out of your neighborhood. It's funny that a lot of the na- it keeps the neighbors out of the neighborhood. <laughs> it's an anti-crime deterrent. Well, or maybe not. Maybe if the, they wear earplugs and everyone else is gone, they'll just come in and rob you blind. Yeah, nah. They're too afraid to come in my neighborhood. There's too many other crazy people that make me look sane. Like my neighbors that have the toilet sitting in the middle of their backyard. I... Ugh. Uh, TMI. <laughs> no, I mean, they literally, they took it out of the house that's sitting in the middle of their backyard. <laughs> okay, there's just, I there's some, I don't there's know. one I, in I, every neighborhood. Yeah, well, I hope not. I I haven't seen one in our neighborhood. Now, I was trying to remember, there was some place, uh, somebody had taken a toilet out and set it on top of a rock pile. I always thought that was... Uh, interesting i think they were just trying to throw it away or get rid of it but it, there was just something to that spoke to me about that i should have if i would have had a camera back then i should have just taken a picture of it because there was just something about a, a toilet on the rock pile there was some sort of symbolism there that i just can't quite put my finger on no this is because these people are damn bump the bumpuses that's what we <laughs> call them from and if you don't know that reference folks look up the movie a christmas story there are they these people epitomize the bumpuses um, they actually give a bad name to bumpuses all over the world, possibly, but that's beside the point. But yeah, I can't say anything too bad about a toilet sitting out there. A, a friend and listener of the show, Gilbert. How you doing, Gilbert? Uh, he actually got written up in the local newspaper where he lives down near New Orleans for having a toilet that was a, f- a flower planter in the front of his house. He got featured in an <laughs> article. Well. So, you know... It's each his own. I, I, he did it accidentally. Right. These people did it on purpose. And I'm not sure they're not using the toilet either. That's the other problem. <laughs> oh, my. Is the grass greener around there or is it dead? It's dead. Um, <laughs> oh, my. These are the same people that use the tops of their garbage cans for the picnic table when they eat. They just set their plates on top of the, the lid. On They have the garbage cans with the lid on them. And they set the plates on top of the garbage cans when they're having a picnic outside. <laughs> Congratulations, you have rendered me speechless. Yeah. 
You should meet my neighbors. Uh, I'll pass. Not yeah. unless they're on Ripley's Believe It or Not or something. They may be. I've been tempted a couple times to take some video and send it in AFV and see if I could win some money with some of the stupid crap they've done. Uh, you might have to share it, though. You know, copyright, something like that. That's the problem. That's the only reason I've done it, because to share money with them would kill me. <laughs> okay. It's just like they mow their yard three times a year, whether it needs it or not. Okay, usually you mow it when, you need, when it needs to get mowed, so... Yeah, well, they like to wait until it's, uh, you know, we the, the subdivision I live in, everybody has like a quarter to maybe uh, a third of an acre, depending on where you're at in the subdivision. And they, they probably have a quarter acre, give or take a little bit. Well, you know, if you cut your grass when it's normal height, it takes you an hour, even with a push mower, to walk behind and do it. They usually let it get it so high that it takes them a day and a half to mow it with a push mower. Well, at that point, why don't they get a... Um a sickle bar mower in there and put it up for hay and sell it, at least make some money off it. You know, that's the, that's kind of legal grass you could sell and make money off of. Yeah. Uh, you, you just have to, all I can say is you have to meet these people. To... <laughs> oh, I think we probably got some in this neighborhood. We're a little rural out here. We're a little, uh, some people would say we're maybe not as cultured as we should be, but you know. These are the same neighbors that on trash day usually have about four or five empty cases of beer that sit outside every week after they've gone. Oh, well, well, I thought you were going to say on trash day, they were going and getting people's trash. No, 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 no. They have, they <laughs> generate more than enough on their own. Oh. oh my. Okay. Yeah. They, um, yeah, they're, they're just, they're just classy individuals. And if they're listening, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Come tell me that you don't like me. I'll be happy to explain to you all the things I don't like about you. I've held my tongue, believe it or not, for the last six, eight years on the stupid shit they've done. Well, that had to hurt. Yeah, it did. But stupid is its own pain, so I let them I let them play with their stupid. <laughs> Eventually, they'll, they, they continue to reproduce enough, they'll outgrow the house. So they continue to reproduce down there. Okay. So, hmm. anyway... Back to Christmas, because now I'm kind of heaved out. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, because next weekend, like I said, I'll be tired from doing the outdoor decorations when we talk next weekend, and then the following weekend I'll have the whole house lit up inside and out with all my bright and merry decorations. And Mike will have probably his Charlie Brown tree upstairs in the living room. That's what I'm <laughs> guessing. <laughs> well, I mean, all you have to do is take it out and set it there. I mean, you really don't have to do anything. It no, comes, this is true. It comes pre-decorated. <laughs> well, yeah, and uh, my mom had uh, uh, a, a little, and I don't know, I think one of the grandkids may have gotten, I forgot who, but she uh, she had a little ceramic Christmas tree with, uh, um, is one that, the, I don't know if people remember, I don't know, maybe they still do it now, but they used to have ceramic classes where what it would be is somebody in their house, they would have the stuff, they would pour molds and that stuff, you could go and paint it and bake it and decorate it and that kind of stuff. So she had made one and it had the holes drilled out, so then you could put the little plastic uh, uh, bulbs in it, yeah. and then you have a light bulb in the center that would light it up. And that's, uh, for the last few years, that's what she did, because it was just easier than you know getting a tree out and decorating it and doing tinsel and... You know, all that stuff. Yeah, my mother has one. We have one. Um, everybody I knew growing up had one. They were really quite the thing in the uh, early 70s. I had a sister-in-law that went to a ceramics class, 
and she made everybody in the family one. And uh, so, yeah, everybody has one that I know of. We actually even have a miniature one that we put under the tree around near where the train goes under the Christmas tree. So, oh, that's right. I got to get out my trains and get them tested and ready to go around the Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, that's a given. So, yes, it is. So, uh, I, th- I think we've probably bored people enough with Christmas decorations. <laughs> um, we'll move on to something that's new and exciting. I've been watching a new television show. I have oh, really? Wa- I have been watching Supergirl. Okay. I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked the show. I liked the story. Uh, I've got it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it pile up a little bit and then kind of sit back and binge watch it a little bit, uh, so I can kind of uh, I don't have to wait for the next episode to come out. Uh, so it's on my radar. I want to sit down and watch it. Um, but like I say, what are we, are we up to four episodes now? Because I think it started a little late. Um, this week will be the. F- fourth episode okay or maybe the fifth might be the fifth it might be the fifth i can't remember i've seen the first three i've got the other saved i just haven't watched them yet well yeah because i've also uh, and there's some others i just i i've kind of gotten out of the tv thing uh watching habit and there's a bunch of shows i want to go back and watch i had watched quite a few episodes of The Flash from last year, and I haven't started this year. I started watching the first season or two of Arrow, and I kind of fell out of that, but now that uh, Flash and Arrow kind of, they they bump together from time to time. Uh, they cross over uh, in different spots. And I'm thinking at some point, because uh, Supergirl is another uh, DC, um, yeah, DC uh, comic uh, property, yeah, they may uh, at some point the three of them may. There's talks about. I mean, Marvel has looked at what, or I mean, DC has looked at what Marvel's done with uh, their um, the Avengers series, and they've created the, you know the uh, Agents of Marvel and all these other spinoff shows, and you know they're creating a whole universe there where these things kind of you know merge together. And I think DC wants to try and do the same thing, and I think their ultimate goal is to try and do a Justice League. Or is it Justice Society? Justice I think it's League. Justice. It's well, Justice see, there was League. two. Well, there was two. There was the alternate Earth, and I think that was Justice Society oh, of America. Okay. I, I'm I kind of rem- familiar with that line. Yeah, I kind of remember that from way back in my uh, you know teen years when I read a lot of comic books. I do remember that. But I think DC wants to try and do the same thing there, where they're going to create the, create their own universe. You know, when you see somebody successfully do something first thing most people try to do is mimic it and do their own and so i think that's their plan um i've heard some of these things i don't remember what they all are uh like say there right now there's arrow and flash and there's supergirl i think there's a few more that they want to introduce either through movies or well you know they got superman and batman too i think they're trying to do something there and at some point i think they're going to try and bring these all together um you know, and, and try to mimic what um, uh, Marvel has done. And I do remember reading a lot of those because I read both, you know, the Marvel and the DC because whatever was cheap and I could get my hands on, I had no particular favorites at the time. And back then I would usually, we had a drugstore in town that would buy the, get the uh, comic books that hadn't sold, so they were older. But then you could go in there and they'd have the cover ripped off, but you could buy them for like 10 cents a piece or something like that. So that was the kind of thing I would be on. Uh, so I read a lot of them and, uh, 
and I, you know, I, I do have fond memories. And if they can pull this off, I think it would be an interesting uh, thing to do. Just uh, you know, because I've always been fascinated by superheroes, and maybe it's just you know, you're growing up and you're young and reading them, you kind of have fond memories. Maybe if I go back and look now and go, man, that's stupid. Uh, you know, because things that you thought was cool when you were younger, when you get older, you realize that there was. Now that you've grown older and more jaded, they just don't ha- have the same appeal as they used to. But I still think it would be a, a a cool concept for them to try and and pull it off and have their own competing universe. Yeah, um, I I've gotten actually more into the Marvel universe more so than I was when I was a kid. I read comics when I was a kid, but I quickly graduated from comics to magazines like Mad, Cracked. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other was. It, they were all copies of Mad Magazine. So I kind of, you know, I got that deviant sense in me. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's it. That's how I, you know, I never saw the movie, or never originally saw the movie, the, uh, oh, crap, I can't think of it. The, uh, the kid with the 666, the sign of Satan on his head. Uh, 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 crap, I can't remember the movie. Anyway. I read the read it in Mad Magazine first, and of course, it was their take on oh, right. uh, on the movie, you know. So oh, um, no, I think uh, Damien. Um, yeah, Damien. Yeah. So it was it was it was the that's how I knew the story. That's how I got to know a lot of movies when I was younger. I didn't get to go see them, but I'd read the uh, Mad uh, Takeoff or whatever you want to call it on them. So it was it was quite interesting, but. Yeah, I you know I deviated away, but now as I've gotten older, I'm into the Marvel stuff because I'm an Iron Man nut. I love the Iron Man movies. I love all three of them. I love the first Avengers movie. The second one was okay, but it it was a little weak in places. It was it wasn't as good as the first one. So, uh, you know, I, I do I do enjoy it, but uh, I would like to see another regular series on uh, you know Supergirl. I'd like to see him come back out. I don't know that they could ever replace the original Superman. Uh, uh, the guy that did the show, back, George Reeves, that did oh. the show back in the, was it, 50s? I think so. Yeah. Er- he He's still Superman to me. No matter how good anybody does it, George Reeves will always be Superman, much like Adam West is always going to be Batman. But, yeah, I'd like to see him try again, um, you know, see what they could do with it. I could be interesting. I'd watch it if they tried, but I haven't. Right. Wa- I watched a little bit of the Flash. I haven't watched Arrow at all. Well, because because um, I think Arrow is into its. I want to say fourth season, I believe, uh, and I started watching it, um, and. You know, I just I, I like to see character development. And that was probably some of the problems they had because they've you know you you brought up the uh, Adam West Batman. Well, you know that was successful enough, I guess. But you know they're trying to go for campy there, and they've tried over the years. There was a different Flash series that was on, uh, I want to say fifteen years ago or something like that. But you know they were they tried to be uh, too. I think they were trying for the camp thing there. Uh, or the you know the corny or whatever, and it just didn't work well. But here now they finally figured out that you know you develop your characters, you give them you know you establish things, you give them weaknesses, you give them personalities really, um, and they can develop them. And it, now I think they're finally started to figure out how to make uh, comic um, book shows or shows based on comic books and have the characters believable, and, and so you want to watch them. And the Arrow is one that, um, you know, there's, uh, I think the first, 
oh, I suppose season. I know I watched that, and that was kind of a slog because, again, it's a lot of character development. You got to understand, or certainly the first, uh, I won't say four or five episodes, something like that. You have to understand how he got to this place, though, about how he learned, it, you know, how he got. He doesn't have powers per se. He's just a guy who's really good with, um, you know, an arrow, but you got to. A bow, yeah, but you got to train to get that way, and so they, um, and you know about how he was stranded on a desert island. I think he crashed there, and uh, how he was tormented, and he had a mentor that taught him a lot of this stuff, and he was stranded out there for I don't know, I want to say a couple years or something like that, but that's how he, you know, trained, and he come back a different man than than who he was, and so, uh, you know, good character development I think can really make a movie, and so and characters you want to believe in. The problem that. You know, with like, I mean, I read the, uh, the Superman before, the, you know, they started giving him angst. And the problem was he was, you know, always perfect. He could do everything. And, you know, he did have a weakness. It was uh, kryptonite. But, you know, he just didn't, he didn't have any flaws. And I think if a uh, character has a certain amount of flaws, you can relate to him better. You can understand. I mean, you actually care about him. You realize they're a little bit more like you, but, you know, somebody who's perfect, it's like you start to resent them after a while. So it's nice to know that they've taken these characters and because they are human beings for the most part, except for Thor. I mean, he's just an Asgard, but um, he's an Asgardian or, you know. Be which, careful how you say that, that I've tripped on that one a couple of times. I know. And I was just almost going to make a joke, but I thought, yeah, let's not. Um, but... Um, <laughs> You know, so he is—he is a god. He is perfect, but um, you know, it's just—they're um, finally taking the time to write because I think they were just pumping out. Hey, the kids will watch this, and they would just put some schlock on there and think that people just go to it in droves. And no, they didn't. But you know, now they've realized that uh, you put a little craftsmanship into this, and it can be interesting. And you know, I'm—I'm I'm thinking that you, you know these things usually go in cycles. So pretty soon here, and maybe we've hit that point already, where things might be peaking, and now it might be kind of on the downhill side now, where people start to get tired of it, and overexposure and everything else, and so it'll eventually die out, and the next big thing will come along. But for the time being, I'm going to you know write it out, just because I like the notion of people who have powers, and who go around and try to fix the world, and God knows this, you know, after the events of the last few days, and the, you've seen over the, that we've seen over our lifetime, we know this world needs to be fixed. And I guess there's just something in us all of that. We want some, secretly want somebody to come along and just fix the world and save us. And, you know, so we don't have to try and figure it out all the time. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, that brings me to mind of another show that I've gotten into. Uh, have you seen CSI Cyber? I've been threatening to watch it. I, it again, it popped up in my radar and it looks interesting because I do like the CSI shows, but Cyber, you know, hey, that should be my cup of tea. Well, the the you know, I watched it last season. It, it, came, it was like a mid-season replacement or something. I can't remember. They only had like a few episodes, and it was okay. Um, the characters were okay. Some of them weren't that good. Um, the main character played by Patricia Arquette, I really didn't like that well. Well, then, after they ended CSI uh, Las Vegas or whatever, CSI, the original series, they brought Ted Danson over this season to CSI Cyber. And they developed Patricia Arquette's character more, and she's more likable, and, you know, she's, uh, I'm going to say, more uh, written well, written better. I'm really getting into that, and actually, my whole family is. And, of course... Being the type of person I am, I have to poke holes in things, <laughs> you know, and they, uh, 
when they when they do certain things wrong, you know, and some things are, you know, I think no, that's something real. You know, they always talk about the dark web and stuff like that. I said, well, that is something real, but you know, I try to help my family understand the the difference between these things, uh, and and let them see it. But uh, you know, it's it's not a bad show. Everybody tends to enjoy it. I'm a might be an episode or two behind because uh, I watched. Uh, last night, I guess it was, I watched the episode about the self-driving cars. So mm. that was a pretty good episode. Um, but, you know, the the fact that they can hack into stuff in five seconds, you know, you know, these are some extremely mm. talented hackers, I'm sure. But, right. you know, five minutes to write a program to do this, I'm going, wow. You know, it would take me five minutes to set up the structure for the, the framework for the coding. <laughs> Right, and in one episode, the guy was writing a cracking program as he was speeding down the street in a in an SUV in a car chase, and he's typing away. I'm going, really? I had to puke <laughs> my, my brains out because of motion sickness, let alone be able to write code that quickly. Right, and uh, have they done the usual uh, password cracking trope where they plug this? You know, it's usually something. I maybe they've gotten better at, it, but for a while there, it was they uh, would uh, just run this little program, and in about two seconds, they could crack the passcode. And um, they do some of it. It's not quite that bad, you know. And uh, does it the, seem does it seem semi realistic? Close enough, anyway. It's yeah. close enough that if I squint my eyes, I can deal with it. <laughs> okay. Again, it's it's just more interesting to see how they try to explain some of the stuff to uh, people that aren't, you know, on the uh, un, you know the uh, what is what's the, muggles? They're not. Mugg- oh. They try to explain stuff in muggle terms. You know, like they talk about uh, they have a they have Facebook on there, but they call it friend feed or I I have some weird name for it or something like that. You know, and they oh did you go in and look at her account? And blah, blah, blah. Well, we tracked her account. Wait. If we look at all the times she updated her friend feed account and triangulate all the cell towers that she, I'm like, oh come on! In ten minutes you're going to do that? Right? Oh yeah, come on, people. Yeah, but again, if you squint your eyes, it's there's entertainment there. I always right. I always say, Kevin, it's entertainment. Kevin, it's entertainment. Don't use a hard analytical eye to it. You know. Right, you know, because I'll, I'll see them. They'll talk about doing something, and and they'll say, "Well, we're using uh, some something." They'll say, I, "I can't remember a real recent example." They'll talk about popping up some sort of editor. And I'm going, "Wait a minute! You just opened that in text editor, or Notepad. That's not some high high stakes <laughs> editor. It's the damn stuff that comes default edit on a computer." <laughs> uh huh. So, you know, squint your eyes and enjoy the entertainment value. Well, as you were mentioning that, I thought of another show that I like to watch. It's got a certain nerd vein to it. Uh, have you seen? It started last year, and it's in the second season now. The show Scorpion. I've watched some episodes of that. That's not a bad show. No, I kind of like that one. And again, that's more of a nerd-oriented show. Um, and again, some of the things take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, it's uh, was it four really four or five? I think four really smart people, and then they have a human there to try and you know keep them in an FBI wrangler too. And so, but it's all about you know this uh, the normal person trying to help these super smart people uh, you know get along in the world and kind of help you know uh, them. And they're solving crimes and doing all this other stuff. And there's sometimes a you know again 
every week there's this uh, drama and they have to ramp it up. And, you know, I guess you have to have that for the show. And at some point, you know, it does get a little mm, possibly tiring because what thing, what horrible thing is going to happen to them this week? Uh, I hope they've kind of mixed things up a little bit and have something in there where it's not a, you know, a disaster all the time. But, um, I do like it because it does. You have some uh, computer stuff in there. You have some uh, mechanical stuff. Uh, you have a whole mixture of things in there, and I do like that. That uh, you know, it, the nerds get to be the heroes for once, instead of the guys over there with tape on their glasses and you know uh, the, the the typical nerd stereotypes. I do like to see shows that uh, uh, you know show that smart people get things done too. It does, you don't have to be like a you know super action hero all the time. Yeah, uh, one of the interesting things on the episode last night was uh, Ted Danson's character was trying to go around and figure out who was stealing all the springs out of all the pens in the office. Everybody (laughs) kept saying, nobody uses pens anymore. And I won't spoil it for you or spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen that episode, but it's kind of funny. It's a nerdy thing for the, you know, and how he tracks them down and all, you know, it's... It's just weird. Um, you know, another show that uh, I hear a lot about, but I haven't watched is I think it's called Mr. Robot. Or st- okay, I've I've heard him talk about. It. I listened to um, um, uh, Cord Killers uh, with uh, Brian Brushwood and um, Ace Detect. I'm uh, Tom Merritt. There we go. I listened to them, and they've talked about it on that show, and it sounded like that was an interesting show. That and I think was that on cable. USA? Yeah, I think it's a cable only. It might be Showtime or something like that, or HBO, which means I'll have to buy it somewhere because I don't subscribe to either one of those damn things. Right. But I have heard about that, and it did sound kind of interesting about this. Um, from what I can remember, which isn't a lot, but it was like this computer programmer that you're questioning how sane he is or what's going on there. And there's, you know, the, the, the computer world and the internet world and stuff on there. And so it, it sounds like it's an intriguing premise. Yeah. Well, I have to admit when I was doing programming full time, a lot of my coworkers question began to question <laughs> my sanity at that point. They continue to this day, but um, they did begin to question my sanity at that point. So, well, I always heard the joke about computer programmers. They were the ones that you kept in the uh, back room and you just slid meat under the door once in a while. Oh, yeah. I had a uh, <laughs> friend that uh, works for a large company here in town, and they had a guy that literally, they you know, nobody wanted to be too close to him. He was their only coder. He worked really weird hours, and they said, you know, he would show up in flip-flops and shorts and a T-shirt and... You know, he might not show up to like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., but he'd still be there at 10 o'clock the next morning. He'd been there all night, and his personal hygiene was, um, you know, somewhat in question, um, along with the copious amounts of uh, junk food that he consumed while in the office. So, but that, you know, that that's another show that I watch, Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, mm. That's, I forget, that's on... A and E or something like that. That's an interesting show. It's about the computers in uh, the computer industry, as it, the PC industry, as it was getting started back in the mm. would have been the early eighties, late yeah, early eighties and stuff right. like that. So mm. it's kind of like it's set in the uh, Texas, uh, not Dallas. I can't remember what part of Texas it's in, but it's set in the Texas area. It kind of makes you think about Dell computer and. Uh, all kinds of homogenized things from things that went on back then and and mm. all that. So, 
Yes, folks, we like geeky shows. We live geeky lives. We watch geeky television. <laughs> yeah, and if I would quit playing geeky computer games and watch some of these geeky TV shows once in a while and, and get caught up with stuff. so. Yes, that's your assignment, Mike. I think you should take the next week off from work and binge watch all these shows to get caught up. <laughs> Are you going to talk to the superintendent? Yeah, I need to take a week off because i got to watch all these television shows. Really, Mike? Really? I, I, I'm not as much interested in, in, in that person's reaction as I am your wife's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she would probably, well, she wouldn't, uh, she would tell me to go to work, but she would just kind of go, yeah, right, okay. Uh, she realizes that I have my quirks, but then again, so does she. So, you know, we our, our quirks cancel each other out. It, it, you're you're at a, uh, a, a quirk neutral. Yeah, there we go. Or we're a little bit quirky about our quirks. Yeah, I, that works. That works. I can sure. agree with that. So, mm. knowing you the way I do. Um, yep. <laughs> speaking of quirks, iOS 9 is continuing to be the bane of my existence. Please enlighten me, because I, I use it not apparently as hard as you have. Um, I haven't had... Mm, I'm trying to think. I haven't had any real issues, but please enlighten me as what's uh, it's doing to press your buttons instead of the other way around. Well, it's, it's continuing to press them in some of the similar ways I described a few weeks ago. Um, the, the whole little bonk-bonk thing it does, that it used to do when I'd activate Siri. Okay. okay. We talked about that, that little ding-ding it would right. make. It still won't do it on my phone. It's up to the current iOS. My iPad Air 2 continues to do it, even though it's up to the same version of iOS. Why? Well, and uh, we, my wife and I conducted an impromptu experiment uh, coming back from Watertown because I was driving, and I've got my phone in the car, and it's hooked to Bluetooth in the phone. If you press the button on the phone while it's connected to Bluetooth or even with my headphones on, uh, anything you know, wireless like that but is connected, you will hear the ding-ding when you do that. But, so, like I say, I did something, I pressed it to tell it to call somebody or something and i heard the ding ding well then i told my wife to just press the button on her phone which was not connected to anything and it didn't get it it was silent like you had said and and i don't know i would think there's have you looked there's got to be a switch because for the um visually impaired you would have to have some even if it or even if it vibrated something they would have to know that Siri because Siri isn't like always instantaneous depending upon how long it takes for it to, to connect to its server or whatever there could be a little bit of a pause there. and there's been a few times I started talking and it goes what did you say or would you please say that again? or you know some whatever its thing is when it doesn't quite understand what you, it's hearing from you and so I've had that and how is somebody who can't see the screen supposed to know that that's uh, that it's ready now for your uh, commands but I mean I, my, both my devices had almost identi- had identical Siri settings. So why are they, you know, they both were released about the same time, the iPhone 6 Plus, the iPad Air 2. I mean, they're the same. God, it's driving me crazy. If there's a setting in there, if somebody knows where this setting is for my iPhone, please tell me. Please. I beg you, please. Because it's pushing me over the edge. <laughs> With this stupid stuff. now, And I don't have my phone connected to anything. I don't use a Bluetooth headset. You know, I mean, that on top of the fact that Siri has gotten stupider 
by not being able to understand me. Mark Siri has gotten better for Mark. She now understands him. And for me, it's gotten worse because Siri doesn't understand me. It's like, oh, Jesus. But, I mean, it's a totally inconsistent experience across devices. That makes That's what bugs me, too. It's like, really, the, you know, if it was different vintage devices, hmm. I would sort of understand. But both of these devices came out last year. They were released at the same frickin' event. <laughs> hmm. Granted, there was a month in between the time I acquired one and I acquired the other, but, but come on. That's, no. That's, no. Please, well, that just, that just sounds like... <laughs> right. That just sounds like one of the vagaries of Apple, because sometimes they just do these these weird things and you just don't understand why, and... You never really get an explanation, but I mean, I'm again. I'm I, I got hesitant for a while to even update the version because I thought, well, it's going to screw something up. I finally gave in and updated. Nothing changed. It's like, well, maybe it'll make things better. Well, nothing changed. Damn it. <laughs> okay. I'm well, just, what what other things have been pushing your buttons? Oh, Game Center still pushing me over the edge. I tweeted out about Game Center today. I said I don't want to participate. Leave me the hell alone, people. I think I saw that one. It's like, come on, Apple. I just want to turn it the frick off. Leave me alone. Well, and that's kind of one of the things that I had um, when the Apple Watch came out. And the thing that bugs me is all those apps that Apple gives you that you cannot make go away, even if you will never, ever possibly, under the threat of death, use the frickin' things. They're still on your phone. And I don't know, maybe they don't take up that much space. And they're probably deeply integrated into the operating system, so you can't get rid of them. But it just annoys me to have those stupid apps there that you can't get rid of. So then you create a special folder and you put them in there. But it just bugs me. I don't want them there. Yeah, that that bugs me too. But I, you know, I just I'm just the the game center thing is 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 like you know. And then when I did was what did I do the other day? I turned oh I finally enabled Touch ID on my iPad. And my iPad's a Wi-Fi only device. Okay, it mm-hmm. doesn't have cellular. It, it, right. It, it, it says oh you want to enable Touch ID? Well then you must want to enable Apple Pay. No, I don't want to enable Apple Pay. <laughs> carry the iPad into the store with me and plus it's Wi-Fi only. Jesus Christ. And I turned it off. It said, no, don't you want that on? No, I turned it off. I want it off. I don't want Apple Pay. Leave me alone. (laughs) But yes, you want it on. No, I don't. But it's wonderful and we've decided that it's just the thing that you want so you must have it on. Yeah, screw you. I don't want (laughs) I just it's, just, it's little things like that where it used to be consistent across my devices. It's the inconsistency. I think that's it. It's the inconsistency across devices that's driving me crazy. The phone thing. I have a friend that has an iPhone 5S running iOS 9. I think the last time I checked, he was 902. His still does the little dunk dunk sound. And I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> Well, because we got a 5. My wife and I both have 5s, not even the 5S. And let's see here now. I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, I don't get the ding-ding. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't get that. Oh, well, yeah, you don't get a lot of things, Siri. Um, like a Siri said, I didn't get that. Well, yeah. Uh, but but like I say, I hook it up to a, a Bluetooth or something or another, and you get it. And so... Um, yeah, and I haven't 
I haven't tried it on my iPad over there or my iPod Touch even to see how they behave and what they do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just off, Across the two iPads and the iPhone, I'm pissed off enough that I'm just... <laughs> and it, it's one of those other things, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, it makes me hesitant to buy an Apple TV because if that Siri annoys me there, I'm going to liable end up breaking my high-definition television <laughs> because it right. Throwing the remote through the screen, or at least cracking yeah. it. And the Apple TV, well, I'm not even considering it, and I don't think I would unless the Amazon came to it. And at this point, with Amazon not selling the Apple TV, I just don't see that happening. So I'm pretty sh- sure that there's not going to be an Apple TV in my my future. There's probably a way around it, but I don't feel like uh, dinking around to make that work. So, well, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going the Roku 4 route if I when I make the next jump in a set-top box. Um, just because I think it looks cool. I'll deal with that. I'm used to the Roku environment. I live, breathe the Roku environment. It has all the other stuff, the Amazon world that I live in. It lets me watch my backup copies of movies that I've made, um, you know, and things like that. So I'll be sticking in that, that area. But I would like to play with the Apple TV, but I just... I'm just afraid I'll get so mad at myself for spending the money and it not working the way I want it to. So, much like an yeah. iPad Pro. Yeah, I was just going to see what the differences was between the the 3 and the 4. I don't think there's a... Well, outside the 4K, which doesn't matter because I don't have a 4K uh, TV and it will probably be quite a while before I will. Um, and the... Uh, Voice integration. Well, yeah, I can do that through the app. I can put the Roku app on my phone, and I can uh, talk into it and have it look things up. Well, see, I've got a Roku, the first-generation Roku 2. Okay. And I've got a current-generation Roku 1. Okay. See, I've got two threes. So you've got six. Right. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, just between, the, I don't see any reason to rush out, unless I needed to add one, I don't see a reason to go out and get a four over the threes I already have. Probably, uh, probably not. I Again, I do, but, you know. Oh, yeah, because you got, you got older ones. Yeah, and I've, I love my Roku. I still use it. I, I like to say I just bought that Roku one, what, two months ago, because I had to hook it to a TV that only had composite, and it's the only one that still will output to composite televisions. So right. um, that's why I bought it. And it works pretty good. It, you can tell it's cheaper hardware, though, because it is slower than right. processing than the um, the Roku 2 is. But, right. you know, if nothing else, the Roku 4 would be a step up in the hardware behind it. So, Right. We'll see. And I know my wife was using it this afternoon. I think she was getting caught up with uh, Dances with the Stars. Um uh, so she was watching that, and maybe that's why our uh, video quality was bad. She may have quit. What time? Yeah, she may have quit watching. Uh, she may have been streaming while we were doing this, so that may have brought down the the video quality a little bit there. But uh, so she uses it a lot. Well, beat her with a wet noodle if she was. Mm. Hey, stay out of the bedroom, dude. <laughs> oh no, dude, that's not what. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I and I took it there. Oh, you went right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> oh, 
So before it gets any worse, folks, I yep. think we we better close it out for this week because it's going to get really bad if we we've already right. deviated into our personal, ultra personal portions of our lives. So, uh, Mike, why don't you uh, tell the two or three people that are still <laughs> listening uh, where they might want to find out more about you? Well, if you want to find out more about me, you're more disturbed than I am. But on the off chance that you do. <laughs> Uh, I can be found on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have the uh, I have an about.me account at about.me slash Mike McPeak. And, you know, come over and check us out on Sci-Fi Tech Talk. Um, we, we've hit kind of a, a little drought right now trying to get things lined up because, you know, life has this nasty way of just interfering with people. And, you know, this is something we do for fun, not, you know, we're not getting paid for it. But, you know, we, we have fun. So it's one of those things we get out when we can, and we're hoping to get one out here, you know, soon. So, um now come out and uh, check us. Uh, come over and check us out uh, there at SciFiTechTalk.com. Yes, please, folks. As I've said many times before, go over and have a listen. It's a, one of my shows that I really enjoy. Uh, again, I don't listen to them in any particular order, so um, I'm listening to ones that were made just before Mike was born. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, uh, do go have a listen. Uh, Jeff, Julie, and Mike do a great job on that show. So, uh, a big shout out to them and go have a listen. Um, Folks, if you want to find out more about me, you can find my musings and ramblings over on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or you can visit my about.me page at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, please go over to geekiestshowever.com and look us up there. That's where the downloads and the show notes are. Uh, if you want to find out more about our missing compadre, Mr. Uh, Greentree, go over to markgreentree.com. I'll even give him a shout-out, even though he bailed on us this week. <laughs> uh, just kidding, Mark. No, I'm not. Anyway, so, <laughs> folks, we want to thank you for downloading, listening, a review in iTunes would always is always appreciated. Uh, and I certainly hope that uh, we didn't uh, bore you guys this week with just Mike and I doing our, our shtick. Uh, we hope you got something out of the show. And I hope between now and next week, if you don't do anything else, you don't forget to hug a geek. This is Optimus Prime calling all Autobots. Prime to all Autobots. Our new tech fan podcast has been released. Return to base immediately so that we can all enjoy the humans talking about technology. Repeat, Optimus Prime to all Autobots. A new tech fan podcast from Spotlight Network has been released. Return to base immediately. Immediately.